The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents and by Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Well, we're in the middle of it, ladies. Welcome to another week of the MomCast. We're inside the studio chatting about all kinds of stuff as... Here in the middle, I still think, gals, this is like a chaotic period of time. You oh, know, yeah. I know we got that whole reclaim your holidays last week, and I'm trying, but it's a busy time. I still. noticed you were trying. I saw some pictures of you on social media with your wine and your tree. Did you, a little rose and a little Christmas lights goes a long way. It does. How See? can you go Finding wrong? Zen, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. How can you go wrong? So we hope you all are kind of trying to find that good balance to this season. And at Momcast, of course, we always have a topic that will help you out. We have someone really interesting that we had a chance to talk to, Olivia Newton-John. She has a new album out that's really important for the holidays, I think, and for some folks dealing with things. Yeah, she talks about loss, so um, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Every, if you know anybody, I mean, almost everybody is somebody that's not going to be at the celebration. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's gone, that they've lost, so... Um, very good information for yeah. getting through the holidays. Some beautiful music, too. And then the zoo. Have you gone to see wildlife yet, Mindy? I go every year. I have not gone yet this year. But if you have never gone, it is something to see. You have, gosh, it's just like a Christmas wonderland. And Sean Brehop's coming in this morning. Yeah, and he's bringing a kangaroo and a penguin. How fun is that in this studio? And um, makeup kits for three-year-olds. How do you feel about that? We'll discuss that coming up on the show. Okay, I read this this morning and I thought of our producer, Greg, who is, he's a hipster. Wouldn't you say we Hands would call Greg down. a hipster? I think I'm a hipster, but whatever. I mean, oh, yeah, Greg's a hipster. hipster. <laughs> They're all laughing at me. You're laughing at me. <laughs> he looks GQ-ish today. Is that, is that a does. beard? I'm sorry. It's, it's a, a beard. Long beard. It's a beard. Long beard. And I was hoping he still had it because he shaves every once in a while. But um, I saw the latest hipster trend this year is for guys to put Christmas lights, obviously small ones, in their beard. No. Yes, they do. So how do you power them, though? Like if you're... You know, you know those little... Lights that have the little battery pack with them. Yeah, it's like a teeny, a teeny little the battery too. Little, yeah, yes. and it's a little, and you can string them in your beard, and that's apparently the hipster thing to do. It's now the new ugly sweater, I guess. So you let's would pull say. Greg in. Greg, would you put that in your beard? Well, well, my beard's too short. <laughs> I was going to say my beard's a little too short. No, but I don't think so. You think I could pull I it off? Uh, yeah, I would do it. I haven't seen that specifically, but it doesn't surprise me. I actually was just at the barber yesterday, and some of the things that they're doing. Ooh, the, we're going to get more yeah, information yeah, right? this morning than just Christmas well, lights. It's, it's uh, you know, it, the barber shops now are these trendy spots to go, and like they, uh, this one guy was getting his eyebrows like with the the thread. How do you what are you threading? All these things that normally were just at these beauty salons, they're what doing at barber shops. It's manscaping. I didn't yeah, even know. I didn't even know that they're was done. Their eyebrows done. With thread? Yeah, I have you. I haven't had it done, wow. Stacey. So I had it done either. But basically, they whip out the hair with thread. There sounds painful. Threading. It's it's less painful, I think, than the traditional waxing, and maybe that's why guys like it. I'm looking at I Greg's brow yeah. right now. I, mean, I am too. I, didn't get, I, didn't I get immediately was drawn to Greg's brow. Right I didn't now. get the no threading, threading done, there. but I thought it was funny because my wife has had that done. My point being is that people are doing all sorts of stuff. The the uh, beards and the facial hair have become uh, you know quite a trendy thing over the past few years. So. I guess the evolution would be 
decorate them with well, Christmas lights. Well, let's decorate your beard like we would our tree, Greg. I am all for that. Well, or- knowing my luck, like my Christmas tree, half the lights would go out half, yeah. you know, halfway through the day. <laughs> given your, given <laughs> the kids at home, or they would tear it down. Right, your kids at home kids, would tear yeah, it down. Right. Oh, nice. So there's your uh, there's our hipster report, basically, for MomCast. Aren't you happy that you know? <laughs> Tune in same time next week for your, for your hipster report. <laughs> Well, we all have those Christmas gifts that we remember either as kids or as we've given to our own kids as the best Christmas gift ever or the worst Christmas <laughs> gift ever. <laughs> what do you guys think was your favorite or worst Christmas gift that actually comes out to your mind? Holly Hobby cooking sets. Was best bad? or worst? That was best. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I was going was, to say. Yeah, I, I think it was that or my red boom box. I think it's like a close, you know, race between the two. <laughs> um, worst, I would really have to think about. I don't know. I'll have to think about worse. I don't have one that comes to mind right now, except when my husband might have gotten me a steamer, like, you know, for clothes. <laughs> you know. Maybe he was giving I, you a hint. <laughs> husbands have at least one of those, At right? least one, right? I mean, they they can't help it. Right. That happens So there sometimes. you go. Stacey? Um, I think growing up, this goes way back, a Chrissy doll. Was my favorite. I remember Chrissy doll. You remember Chrissy you doll? Could pull her hair, pull her hair out and press the button. And then, yeah, you press the go belly back button. Hit, yeah. And I always tell that story because about five minutes after I got her, I wasn't very old. I cut the ponytail. So she had a mohawk. So she had this little thing, and then I pressed the button, and it sucked it right in the top of her head. It was gone. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so then I had a Chrissy doll with a big hole in her head, oh my oh, and that was all yeah. I had. <laughs> that, but that was my favorite gift of all. The worst gift, do you get, and this is too old for you too, probably, it was called Super Elastic Bubble Plastic. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. It was in a tube, and you would squeeze it, and this rubber would come out. I mean, like a very soft plastic or rubbery stuff. Is that stuff that you could blow bubbles with? I do remember that. You got a little straw with it, it, and you could blow bubbles. It was great. I did love that. Except for one thing. It was toxic. And so if you, as you were blowing the ball up and, you know, you could make them really big and they would almost yes. be like beach balls. I remember that. Absolutely. End, but yep. if you happen to breathe it, I mean, it, you. It's carcinogenic bunch, or something. Yeah, you had a right. bunch of kids running around high. So that's what's wrong was, with your generation. Exactly. <laughs> Super elastic bubble plastic. I think they still make it, but it's not as good because they took all the time. It's not as toxic. Yeah. It made a bubble. It's funny that you say that, though, because they have come up with the worst Christmas gift of the year because it's toxic. It's actually Lulu's Punk Fizz Beauty Essentials, a makeup kit that's for girls ages three and up. Yeah. So they're wanting you to buy a makeup kit for your three-year-old daughter. What do you think of that? Well, see, and that the people that are the, the group that is against it or the groups that are against it say, why are we you know, letting a little girl that young know, you know, oh, this is what you should do, wear makeup. You know, it's kind of a, it's one of those toys that maybe sends the wrong message. Well, and when you're thinking about a three-year-old, and I and I was looking at this, and y'all listening, I'll have to look it up too. I mean, it's, this is like a serious compact of makeup, right? I mean, you got blushes, you've got shadows, all this stuff. And you're sitting there and you're like, a three-year-old is going to do nothing with this. But it also says, and I found this hysterical, when you look it up, and it's sold out right now as of this podcast it might change on toys r us it's sold out online on their website it's from ages though i found this very strange three to 20 how many toys 
quote unquote toys do you see for people who are three to 20 years old? I mean, they're really trying to get a hold of every part of the market. Yeah, that's a wide range. And, that's sure. for sure. And, and the yeah. glitter and the like, the palettes are really, really bright. I just, I, I don't know. Would you use it for dress up? Like if you were, I, and I'm not saying three year olds because I don't think that's right. Would, at, at like six or seven, could would you have your daughter use it for dress up when she's dressing up? Is that something that, we never yeah. use makeup for dress up. I was going to say, I never did either. We did dress up all the time and I never, I didn't touch makeup at the time. Right. So now my 10 year old, she's not interested, but her cousin who's the same age is interested. So I think at that age, you start, if you're interested in it, great. You know, I don't see the harm in it, but she doesn't wear it out. Got she it. wears it at home and, you know, plays with it, basically. Well, well Kim Kim doesn't is, wear much Kim makeup right now, 14 years old. I've never, ever purchased a makeup kit for her. If she, I have never. one for you, Mindy. There no, you that's go. toxic. I'm not getting that one. But no, I've never Does purchased a makeup kit. Makeup? Well, we've, remember, she's been right. on the show and talked about possibly wearing a little bit of mascara and she does that every once in a while but it's always she found it at my grandma or her grandma's my mom's or my old mascara or something Mm -hmm. and now you know we've we've purchased her own little thing of mascara but that's just that's the limit she's 14 i love it i love that she's not into the makeup thing but i've never nope i've just never done it well some moms on here are commenting on some of these sites amazon and whatnot saying oh this is perfect for my niece or, oh, my 10-year-old would love this. So we're curious what you think. Let us know. We'll post uh, We'll post maybe a link to some of the reviews or something on Yeah, and if Facebook. you know a toy, if there's a toy out there that you think, wow, this is sending the wrong message to boy, girl, maybe, you know, it's too gender specific or whatever the case may be, we want to hear about those too. Well, good morning, Olivia. Thanks for joining us. Morning. Even as, and I'm a big fan, I have to say, I did not know this. A hundred million albums she sold, which is craziness. Grammy Awards, numerous country music, American Music and People's Choice Awards, 10 number one hits, which topped the charts for 10 consecutive weeks with physical and over 15 top 10 singles. (laughs) That is pretty amazing. Yeah, when you say that, I go, yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> You're like, I lived that. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. A very lucky person, very fortunate. Well, and now you have a new project. And, and we thought, especially this time of year, um, live on. The whole premise of this is kind of moving forward after you've suffered a loss in your life, right? Yes, and I think it's a wonderful time. Just at Christmas, you know, people very often are feeling, very, feeling their losses because that's when you miss the people that you have lost. Or, you know, thinking about the times you've gone through. But um, we this album I recorded with uh, Beth Nelson Chapman and Amy Skye, who are dear friends of mine. And I had lost my sister three years ago and asked Amy to help write a song for her because I was sending it out to her friends. And they all asked me, do you have any more music like this? And we realized that there's very little music for people who are grieving. And music is a great way of healing and expressing it and giving people hope and realizing that other people are going through the same thing and it gets the conversation going, which often is very healing for people. So this record was a record of love with these two women and there's some really pretty music. I don't get a chance to listen, but we've got some lovely songs on there. Mm -hmm. And people during this time of year need that love, Olivia, who've gone through that most definitely. Is there a song or two that really specifically, I know the the entire album's great, but is there a song or two that really connects with you and that you think people are going to take a lot away from when they listen to it this holiday season if they've gone through this? Well, the, you know, the Christmas 
song, which is called There's Still My Joy, beautiful song, Christmas song about, you know, really about this time of year, specifically about Christmas. But the, the title song, Live On, which is, you know, cry the tears you cry and then live on. Um, I'm waking up in the morning and grateful for every day because, you know, that's what I feel, that no matter what happens, I feel so grateful for, you know, another day of life. Life is the gift, you know, and... There's a song on there called Stone in My Pocket that we wrote together and that's about the fact that sometimes when you lose someone you love or, you know, or it could be a pet or it could be anything that causes grief because we all go through different emotions about different losses, that it sometimes it starts out like a, you're carrying a boulder around with you and then other days it's like a, a, a stone in your pocket, you know, and you just learn to, to carry it around with you. It never quite goes away, but you learn to deal with it. So that's a really uplifting song too, as is Live On. And uh, we, we've had some wonderful reaction from people of how this has helped them in times of grief and realizing that other people are going through it too, and it, it helps you. It helps. Well, and, you know, I know for us, my mom is just finishing up a battle with cancer. You, a breast cancer thriver, <laughs> um, is yeah. it, and your sister passing from brain cancer. I mean, there's also, while there's thankfulness, I think sometimes people deal with, well, why did one person make it through and why didn't another? I mean, cancer is such a difficult thing, and I think there's this group of people that kind of become a part of this sorority, for a lack of a better term, right. yeah. that, that really exactly. kind of, yeah. And and so I think for some of the thrivers and survivors, it's a tough time, too. I think, yes, I think that we all, um, you know, I don't think you escape life without going through some loss, you know, no matter what it is. I think this album addresses that. And what's been really interesting about this record, and I think sometimes people get depressed and they don't realize that sometimes it's, because you haven't talked about a loss and you haven't communicated how you're feeling and you try to cover up how you're feeling rather than dealing with it and talking to someone else. And I think this, this record will help people connect with the fact that other people are going through it too and you can talk about it. Like, we're having a conversation about that now. That might help somebody listening, you know, mm-hmm. to realize that those feelings can cause a lot of pain. And, and grief is, you know, it can last. There's no rules on how long you grieve for. It's a natural part of, of life, and I think these songs are uplifting and give people hope and compassion. It's a natural part of life. It's inevitable that we'll go through things, and yeah. I think given the society that we live in and how we're, we're, we're taught kind of by society or society tries to teach us to get over it, to move on, you know, we're on to the next thing, but with grief, it doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. and we need no. to be able to have yeah. that communication that you're talking about. I love the idea of, of listening to the album you know, kind of right now and just like sitting next to a Christmas tree and being able to cry the tears you do need to cry. Um, you know, what you talk about mm-hmm. in the song Live On. And um, I think that's important. Thank I think you. you do have to go through that. Yeah, and I think it's important. You know, we, we think that, we you know, people shouldn't cry. And that's a really important part of healing is crying and letting out those emotions out of your body. For your health, it's really important to release those emotions and talk about them with somebody and um, this album has a way of connecting people like that. Well, before we go, I do want to ask, because it is Christmas and you're a mom, do you guys have any traditions that um, are big in your family that you do together around the holidays? I'm always moving around and I'm in different places, so it's really just about the people that I care about. And um, I think the, the meal and preparing the meal with friends in the morning, I miss my sister on Christmas because that's what we used to do together. That was the fun part. We were 
we would have a champagne cocktail and start cooking. So oh, I love that. Tell <laughs> me in. Well, you know, I will miss her particularly then. But um, yeah. uh, Christmas is about family and, and friends. And this year I'll be in Australia and I'll get to see my, my Aussie family. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and you know what? We thank you for bringing so much joy to us throughout the years. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've sung along with you uh, with Greece. And I mean, you've just through the years given us so much joy. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you. You're, you're very sweet. Thank you. And I, I wish you and your family a very happy and grateful holiday. and a lot to be grateful for. You know, the message we really should be sending to young girls, we were talking about this makeup kit that might be one of the worst toys for Christmas this year. The the message we really should be sending to young girls is take care of your skin. Because, ladies, how much have you done? I know when you were a kid. I mean, Mindy, think about the sun and some of the the things that you did in the baby oil that you did, right? You know, because you want that bronze look. Well, the nice thing is um, we have Dr. McMahon in town here at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery. And you're able to go in. You're able to get a consultation and talk about what you might have done to your skin when you were younger and what you can do now to really, you know, look good, look glowing. And look I, younger again. Look younger again. And, you know, he's all about consultations and coming in and really being honest with you about what you're looking at with the quality of your skin and where you are right now. And what you can afford. And what you can afford, which is key, too. So give him a call, get a consultation, see what your skin is looking like right now and see maybe what you need to kind of treat maybe some of that damage you did in your younger years. Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, 614 459 That's 614-459-0060. Give Dr. McMahon and his folks a call. Talking to a couple different um, friends of mine, and at their children's school, there are different things going on and around right now. There's just a lot of different diseases that are spreading, so they let parents know through letters. Yeah. Right? So, and the number one thing we can do, so, you know, obviously it's the cold flu season, too. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing we can do is make sure our kids wash those hands repeatedly. Are you guys good at that? We are constantly telling Olivia that. Liv, did you wash your hands? You know, or don't put your hands. She's always like, you know, chewing on a finger or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't do that. You can't do it. But you got to be on the kids all the time. Well, when we were in for Kylan and Cameron's physical, the doctors at Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents said so many people are making appointments and coming in with different sicknesses because mm. it is this time of the year. The good thing about Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents, there's nine doctors. So no matter how sick your kid is, they can get you in, make an appointment as soon as you can, and you can get whatever's bothering them taken care of. That helps when there's nine different doctors to choose from. So if you're looking for a new doctor, Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents, it's definitely the way to go. Give them a call at 614-899-0000. This may be my favorite day ever recording the MomCast <laughs> because Sean Breha from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium is here. And we just did a Facebook Live segment, so you can go on Facebook to check it out. Yep. But he brought a penguin and a kangaroo, and I was just in love. They make the best moms, apparently, which I didn't know that, Sean. I didn't know that these are re- these animals are they're really great moms. Well, you guys asked me to come on to the MomCast, so you wanted me to bring animals that are good moms. And we are there are some that aren't very good moms, but a penguin <laughs> and a kangaroo are probably two of them that are the best moms out there. Well, and you thought about an alligator, because you yeah. said they make the best well, moms. Well, and so when we think of alligators, we always think scary animals that are aggressive, but alligators will honestly protect their babies right out of an egg. So when they hatch, those babies get in the water. Alligators originally were thought that they were eating their babies. 
But what they do is when there's a threat in the water, they open their mouth and they croak. If you've ever heard an alligator yeah. kind of make yeah. a croaking sound, calls all the babies over and the babies come in their mouth. No Female way. Female alligators have a small little pouch-like um, area underneath wow. the, the, in the bottom of their mouth. Yeah, it kind of expands. Yep. And yeah. so the babies swim in there, close the mouth, <laughs> and it protects them from any bigger threat, which typically would be like a larger alligator in the same area. Oh my gosh! So that's awesome. Yeah, so Don't you wish we had those? Yes. <laughs> you know, instead of saying "mama bear," we should start saying "mama, mama alligator,", alligator yeah, right? And, and the other thing that I love is you were talking about kangaroos, and I was saying this is a very thorough and efficient way to care for your young in terms of feeding them. And as a human mom. Having their assets, I guess I'll put it that way, yeah. would have been better for me. Yeah. So, I mean, a, kangar- a kangaroo has a pouch that the baby stays in. Baby kangaroos, when they're first born, are about the size of a jelly bean, almost between a jelly bean and a pencil eraser. And so these guys climb out of the birth canal, get into the pouch, and they latch onto a teat inside there and nurse. And when they're that young, they just constantly are nursing. But kangaroos can have basically two to three babies at different ages nursing still inside the pouch to some degree and different levels of milk too yeah, so, that's what so i thought was each fascinating different teat that's inside the pouch produces a different fat content of milk and for however it is each kangaroo knows which teat that they latch to to get that different style of milk nature and wildlife is simply amazing i mean it's it's incredible what animals can do really without having to buy one thing yeah exactly Exactly. they don't need all the gear they already have it and kangaroos are hands-free parenting i I liked how yeah yeah, i liked how you said that that is hands-free parenting yeah but you need to check out our facebook live post it was from a few days back but you'll be able to see some great animals um the kangaroo and a penguin a penguin that so it's funny that you say the penguin's a great mom because the penguin had it out for Stacy there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told you guys, you, wouldn't, you didn't believe me. I could tell by the way the penguin was looking at yeah. me. Yeah. Ch- Chovy is, is Chovy's one of those birds that came in from a as an egg from Zoo Atlanta. We hatched out here and hand raised. So she has trouble really understanding is she a penguin? Is she a person? Is a person not a penguin? She's kind of confused Aww. at that. So um, one of the things we talked about was how penguins, they pair up and they mate for life. So almost all your species of penguins, once they're paired up, they are partners for life. Unfortunate part about Chovy is there's an odd number of penguins back at the zoo. And so we have older penguins that have all paired up. Oh, and we have no. a few we have a few younger ones that are very interested in Chovy. Okay. She just doesn't really understand what's going on. Well, maybe she <laughs> was interested. I mean, Stacy's got the black and white going on today. Maybe she thought you were a penguin. I don't know. I think she's already paired herself with Sean. Yeah, I and think that, that's what and that very well that could be the chance. I think that's she what's going on there. Yes. She was. She was looking at me like, I don't think so. Back off. Yeah. He's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he's talking about the Columbus Zoo. What a fantastic time of the year to go out there right now because if you love christmas lights this is this is the place to be i I think you know i've been here i've been with the zoo for 13 years and so over the years you watch wild lights grow and we are sitting roughly around two million lights there um this year we've added multiple different shows but then the cool part about wild lights is you know no matter what the temperature is outside it's and it's an experience so there are indoor areas that open we have the the brand new young manatees that have um, that are just come in that are being rehabbed down there. So it's cool to go down and see the two little twins that are down there, manatees. So it's always a cool experience, a great family experience. My, me and the kids were just out there the other day 
walking around and just at all at the lights that are out there. You know, going into where the manatees are, it's like humid mm-hmm. and perfect to walk into. So we do we do exactly what you're suggesting. Yeah. We duck into those places where we know just it'll feel good for a few minutes. Check out the animals and then kind of go watch the rest of the well, lights. Well, you know, at this this time of year, you you want it to kind of be cold, right? right? Like yeah. that's yeah, the experience. You do. It of, is the experience of the holiday mm-hmm. season and seeing the lights. And so if it's if it was 65 degrees, I'd be like, I don't want to see Christmas lights yet, right? But when it's 30 or 40, like you get bundled up, you go out as a family, you experience the the lights and experience at the the zoo from from a different perspective than you see like through the summer. It's a it's a very u- unique experience and obviously concentrated around lights, but every year we start basically the beginning of October and start putting up lights. And then we take uh, wild lights will end January 1st. So I'm such a snob. We were up and I will say that going back to what you're saying, we were in Chicago um, for Thanksgiving and my sister wanted to go to the zoo, the Lincoln Park Zoo. Mm -hmm. She's like, they have lights. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to (laughs) go. That's terrible, right? Because I'm sure they're great. But I was like, we do wild lights here. And it's just and she's like, oh, oh, because, you know, usually it's the other way around with Chicago and her. But no, I was like, no, I'm good. I have the wild lights. Right. When we go on vacation, my wife knows that if you want me to go on vacation, take me to a zoo. So when we go on a vacation, we always try to tie it to the zoo. But my two kids, I have Jackson, who's six and Pearl, who's two. They don't understand what like the experience from a guest point of view at a zoo is. So we're at Indianapolis Zoo and my son saw a keeper walk through a keeper gate and my son just kept walking. Oh, oh and I was like, so Jackson, funny. you have to come back here. And he's like, we Why? go back through the gates all, all the, time, the time, Dad, at your zoo. I'm like, no, that's that's at my zoo. That's not at, at Indianapolis right. Zoo. And so it's, you know, it's a it's great. I love taking my kids to, to zoo, any zoo. And even no matter the size, because I think it's a unique experience for people to get up close to animals and see a wide range of animals and mainly animals that we're not going to see in our backyard here. Well, our Columbus Zoo and Aquarium is so lucky to have you because you you. are just a wealth of information. You're great for the zoo. We really appreciate you coming onto the MomCast and hopefully you'll come back. Well, I definitely would come back. I I love bringing animals out and connecting them with people. Um, Obviously, the education piece, I think, is something that that we're super driven at the zoo um, to get out and you know we want to connect people with wildlife and teach them about their wild places because a lot of us aren't going to get to many of those places just make sure you bring one that plays nice with stacy yes. next time well, let's do that and i okay. want to mention this too as a parent if you don't live in columbus and you, even you're outside of columbus it is worth coming to because my daughter is 10 and we have i mean i used to go to the zoo before that but for 10 solid years We've been members and we use and utilize the zoo all the time, all seasons. There's something going on. She loves the educational areas. She knows most of those animals that come out (laughs) by name and she'll start telling other little ones, you know, oh, now this, you know, whatever that animal might be and whatever she knows about it, she shares that. So I just think it's as a parent, thank you, because it's a wonderful resource all year long. I mean, you can be out there in the summer. You can go after school certain days, especially if you're a member. Yeah, there's something going on all the time. So right. it's a I, great, the, great the place. The Columbus Zoo, I mean, we're the fourth large zoo in North America right now. And we've obviously owe a lot of this to Jack, Hannah, and a lot of the supporters through our years. But the cool part about just Ohio in general, even if you're not in the Columbus areas, Ohio has a lot of zoos and a lot mm-hmm. of good zoos. So it's, you know, obviously we want you to come to the Columbus Zoo, right? But if you want to go to Akron, Toledo or Cleveland, like Cincinnati, they're all great zoos. 
And so we're lucky to have that many zoos just in our Ohio area to experience. Oh. There's the penguin. Oh, you sound like a Wookiee. I know. <laughs> that was awesome. I guess that means it's time to go. <laughs> well, you guys know that I have been substitute teaching now. I do that several days during the week, and I love it. And I'm either elementary through high school. Aww. Every day's different. She was kindergarten the other day. And there is a <laughs> special place in heaven for kindergarten teachers. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's no doubt. Yes, got to have a lot of patience for that. Um, but I walked into an elementary school here in Central Ohio, and I met this wonderful teacher, just vivacious, just positive about everything. And we start talking, and she has a daughter who is possibly going to be a rockette. And that has been their lifelong dream. She's been dancing ever since we high. And so I asked her to talk about her daughter. Her daughter's name is Mackenzie McGrath. Her mom's name is Marianne McGrath. So listen to what she has to say about her daughter possibly being a rockette. In fact, she got a call back for it. I'm a wreck to watch her. I almost wish I could watch the video after I know she has won. <laughs> it's terrible to say that, but it's true. Oh, yeah, because then you don't have to worry about it. You exactly. Don't, you know? Exactly. And her dream is to be a Rockette? Her dream is to be a New York City Rockette, and she will audition in April for that. And uh, in January, she's going to audition for their summer t intensive again, which takes place in New York City as well. And that's where they learn um, different um, choreography to some of their numbers. Um, last summer she went and they did the uh, Wooden Soldier number, which has been around since 1933 with um, Liza Minnelli's mm -hmm. father. Um, and they also learned a song that Pitbull put together. Um, it's very interesting. And I know if you Google Mackenzie, Mackenzie McGrath, um, she, her senior seminar project for New Albany High School was on the Rockettes. Um, yeah, Road to the Rockettes. So any advice for any other moms that maybe have a young child, a daughter, a son who wants to be a dancer? What would your advice be? Definitely, you know, go for the training. Start them young. Um, um, if they like it, stick with it. If not, I always let Mackenzie try other things because eventually she... You know, they pick and choose, and they'll figure out what they definitely like. Don't push, but definitely be there for them. And if they decide they don't want to do that anymore, then you've got to let your child make their choices. Because I was a college basketball player, and so I really wanted Mackenzie to play because she was a great little basketball player. And I coached her basketball team. I coached travel girls basketball, and I couldn't push that. I had to say, you've got to do what you want to do and be happy doing it. And, and so, now you've got a dancer. And now I've got a dancer, and I'm proud of her because... I can't dance anything like this child. I don't have the flexibility. Oh, my goodness gracious. Not at all. And not she can close. be a rockette? Yes. That's what our dream is. Her dream. Yeah. It's awesome. her dream. It's all about her. We're glad all of you are having a really great week. Glad we were able to spend some time with you. Ladies, good to see you as always. Yeah, before we leave, let me say one thing, because it's going to be a big mom moment for me this coming weekend, because my son, who has been part of the Bishop Hartley basketball program since he was born, shooting baskets on that court since he was two years old, will actually play in his very first high school game Yay. as a freshman. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, uh, it's going to be a, yeah, I will be, I'm sure I'll talk about it next time we record the show. But, yeah, think of me and go Hartley Hawks. <laughs> okay, I will. We will, <laughs> most Hawks. definitely. <laughs> Cheering you guys on. And we will talk to you next week.